Hey everybody, welcome back to Investing with Wesley. In my previous episode, I gave you more depth and more insight on the upcoming crash that we can see coming based on the SOFA rate and the repo and reverse repo rates. At the end of that episode, I told you that all the traditional places to store your money and to store your wealth will probably be affected when the derivatives market implodes upon itself. Now admittedly, that was kind of a hook and cliffhanger ending to one of my videos. But in this video, I'm gonna get into the safe areas to place your money in the event of a global downturn in the markets. Let's get into it. Okay, for starters, I wanna give you the easier of the two scenarios. And the two scenarios go like this. One is that when the derivatives market implode, the United States economy and stock market is going to come crumbling down, but not necessarily other countries around the globe. And even though in my opinion, it's a little unlikely, this is still a viable possibility it all just depends on if international investors are heavily weighted in the US economy and the US stock exchange. The second scenario is that they are heavily weighted and therefore it won't just be the United States economy or stock market, it will be a global recession, just like we saw in 2008. Now the reason the 2008 housing crash was a global financial crisis is because international investors were putting their money here in the States and when our housing market blew up and all the derivatives associated with them blew up because of it, they were affected as well, making one catastrophe located in a single country affect a global economy. It's my belief that when the SOFA rate inevitably increases out of control and all the derivatives implode, this is the kind of scenario we're gonna face. But just to cover all our bases, we'll start off with the easy one where it is just the United States that's affected. Assuming just the United States companies and the United States stock market is affected in this one scenario, then the easiest way to beat it is to get your money out of the United States. Put it in other countries, put it in international stock exchanges and their companies. That way, if the United States economy fails or our stock market comes crumbling down, the money you have in those other economies will save your portfolio. The reason this first scenario is so simple is it is the fundamental decision to diversify and not just diversify between different asset allocations, but between currencies and countries as well. If you are fully diversified, even the entire economy of the United States crashing won't be able to give you significant loss in your portfolio. Other currencies and other countries' economies will inevitably outpace the slump that the U.S. will go through and your portfolio will be safe. Now, like I said, that was the easy solution. Let's talk about a little bit harder of a solution where the entire global economy is affected. What can we do? Well, for starters, you need to know something that if the entire global economy is affected like it was in 2008, your money is not safe in any traditional place. Your money will not be safe in certificate of deposits or money market accounts because the Fed's printing so much money that inflation is going to rob you of any value you had in there. Your money won't be safe in any country's stock market because if it's a global financial crisis, then all global companies are gonna take a downturn and you're going to lose money in those investments. And the same thing that's true with money market accounts and certificate of deposits is the exact same thing that's true with government bonds. You just don't earn enough in the yield to turn a profit or to beat inflation. Now, knowing that extremely real fact can help you understand the significance and the scale of this upcoming crash. So in the event of a global financial crisis where the entire world's economy takes a downturn, your main focus is going to wanna to be cash flow. Because think about what we experienced last year in the 2020 pandemic when everything shut down. A lot of people lost their jobs 
and those that had safe government jobs took a furlough. So money became the biggest issue. And the same thing will happen in a global financial crisis. Think back all the way to the 20s in the Great Depression. The reason the Great Depression lasted so long and was as significant as it was is because everyone was hoarding on to their money and not wanting to spend it. So businesses weren't making any profit because money wasn't being spent. And because businesses weren't profiting, they kept having to cut workers, cut hours, cut jobs, thus leading to more and more people out of work, not making any money, thus making the fear of that economic downturn and recession that much more larger. So in the event of a global financial downturn, cash flow is what you're going to want the most. Now I've created a small list in my notebook here about different cash flowing ideas to save your dollar. Now I want you to know this list isn't in any kind of order and I'm not saying the first one's better than the last one or anything like that. They're just ideas that I came up with to preserve your cash flow. So let's get started. So the first thing I came up with was investing. Now I know I just said that the stock markets everywhere are going to fall and your principal balance will decrease, but it'd also be ill-advised to pull out of the market completely. So instead, what I think you should do to preserve cash flow is to move from growth companies and growth stocks into valuable dividend paying companies. Now I don't mean any dividend paying company that has a good growth rate. If we're moving our money into value companies with the expectation of a global financial crisis on the whim, then the value companies you're gonna look for are things that people have to buy even in an economic recession, even during hard times. During hard economic times, no one's buying cars, boats, or anything like that. People are always going to need food, water, and utilities. These companies will profit even when people are hoarding cash because people will always need a roof over their head, food in their stomach, and utilities like fresh water, power, or fuel. So no matter how bad the markets get or the economy, companies in these sectors will almost always make money. Now it's your job to figure out which ones stand the best chance at making money and which ones pay the largest dividends. That way you're getting some capital back. You're getting some more cash flow. But note that unless you moved your money right now, you're likely already going to take a hit when it comes to your invested wealth. Again, this is bound to happen with the entire global financial crisis happening. Your wealth will probably decrease, but at least you've moved most of your money into these value companies. So theoretically, they're not going to plummet as low as the speculative and growth stocks do. And you also get some good solid cash flow out of it. Now I get that not everyone has the money or the credit to actually buy real estate. And therefore REITs are a good alternative. But just know if you're going to invest in a REIT, really dig deep in what that REIT invests in, whether it's commercial properties, medical properties, residential real estate, really know what they're doing as well as who the leadership is and analyze it just like you would any other company. Because if you're going to put your money into REITs instead of actual tangible real estate, then that's your lifeline. You better hope they know what they're doing. Otherwise, your cash flow is going to suffer from it. If you do have the credit and the capital to buy real estate, that is a great way to get cash flow. Now remember in 2008, people were using variable interest rate loans that they couldn't qualify for, and therefore the owners of those homes ended up being delinquent because they couldn't pay for the increased rate in mortgage when rates inevitably increased. 
But there were numerous stories of people renting those homes that were still paying their rent on time. But because the owner defaulted, the banks had to foreclose and this person had little to no place to go. So if you're going to invest in real estate for cash flow purposes, just know that you need very low interest and as long of a term as possible. 30 year fixed are often the way to go. And then your main priority is to vet your applicants and to vet your tenants. If you are absolutely terrified of it going vacant and then burning cash flow paying for a mortgage with no one in it, then your next best option is Section 8 housing. Now typically when it comes to investors, people don't really like investing in Section 8 homes because they feel like it's a loss and they won't make as much profit. But remember, our battle right now is cash flow and not profit. I can promise you if you bought Section 8 housing now and then after the downturn of a global financial crisis, you're going to lose most of your principal that you put in or the worth that was on that house. Think of back in the 2008 global financial crisis, residential real estate prices plummeted. And the same will probably happen in the upcoming financial crisis as well. So just know that your principal, the amount of interest and the amount of money that you've put in to buy that home will probably be wiped away and it won't hold the same value anymore. But right now our game is cash flow. If you invested in Section 8 housing, that is guaranteed income guaranteed rent paid by the government so you never have to worry about anyone losing their jobs or defaulting and having to kick them out and go vacant in a global financial crisis. So real, tangible real estate that you actually own, preferably in Section 8 areas where rent is guaranteed by the government, is a great way to secure cash flow during these economic hardship times. Another way to secure some cash flow, even though it's just a little bit more risky, is peer-to-peer -peer lending. Now again, this is one of those things that is only beneficial if you have the liquidity and the resources to provide it. Some people will get laid off at work and fall on financial hardships. And if you have the liquidity or spare change to lend money to them in their time of need, then when they pay that loan back, you're guaranteed to get your money back with a little bit of interest, and that is a great source of cash flow. Now this final thing on my list is putting your money inside a fixed indexed annuity and guaranteeing a 10% loss only. As silly as that sounds, a 10% loss will be a lot better than a 40 or 50% loss in the event that this global financial downturn cuts the stock market stock prices in half. But what do I mean by guaranteeing a 10% loss? Well, when you put your money inside a fixed index annuity, well, when you put your money inside a fixed indexed annuity, this is basically an insurance contract where an insurance company guarantees you X amount of dollars for life in exchange for a lump sum amount of money. Now, 90% of the time people use this for retirement, but what a lot of people don't consider is that there is no loss in a fixed indexed annuity. The smallest amount of interest you could possibly earn in a fixed indexed annuity is 0%. So even if markets are plummeting left and right 40, 50, 60% all around you, you won't lose any of that money. Instead, you just won't gain any money either. If you had your money inside a variable annuity or even a structured annuity, you could open yourself up to experience some of those losses. But in a fixed index, the worst thing that can happen is that you just get no growth at all. So putting your money inside this fixed index annuity, waiting for all the markets to come crumbling down and to hit that floor, and then canceling that insurance contract means you'll have to pay upwards of about a 10% surrender fee 
on the money you put in. So right off the gate, you lose 10% of your money to this surrender fee. But now you still have the majority of your money left to buy it back into the market when it's extremely low and really cheap to buy in. This idea and this strategy is kind of a last resort for someone who is extremely fearful in the markets plummeting way more than just 10%. If someone were to do this strategy, like I said, they are guaranteeing to take a loss of about 10%. But if they could time it right, cancel the contract, get their money back, and then buy into the markets when they're at their all-time lows, one, they saved a lot of money because they got out in time instead of experiencing the loss dipping all the way down. And two, they had the reserves from cashing out that annuity to buy back in and experience all the growth that the future has to offer. Now, everyone's financial situation is different, so one idea could seem better to others than it does to you. That's besides the point. The point is, if we're expecting another global financial crisis to happen, where the entire global economy shuts down, you need to focus on cash flowing assets to give you some money back in your pocket in the event that you lose a job or your business suffers or you even have to go bankrupt. You need cash flowing assets to get cash flow back into your hand so that one, you could either use them to support your lifestyle so you don't really experience the dip too harshly or to use that cash flow to buy back into the market when everything is extremely cheap. I hope you got value from this video. If you did, please remember to like and subscribe because it really helps this channel grow and get out there. If you're new to my channel, I post every Monday and Friday and I have a dedicated Facebook and Instagram account. I don't post there as often as I post here on YouTube, but it's a great way to send me a message and it's a lot easier and more organized to keep track of everyone's comments and messages over there than here in the feed where everyone's tagging each other. Either way though, the choice is yours and I'll see you in the next episode.